before I hand it over to Doug and Coker, this is Jake, the the host of the show. Still, I'm a host of the show. Still, I'm involved. I just haven't been available. I've had uh, plague-ridden children, destitution, obligations, everything you could fathomably imagine. But I just wanted to let you all know that I'm still involved. I've been helping more in like a producery role with the conception of ideas, the editing of episodes. Yeah, I love you all, the audience. I love my co-hosts. They do a tremendous amount of work for you. So if you can, it'd be hugely helpful. Please leave them a review, a, a nice comment, share it with your friends. God knows that if we were to take our money and spend it on ads nobody's gonna scroll through instagram and go oh hot dog another podcast let me nobody's doing that but what they might do is go hey my friend from work won't shut the fuck up every fucking day about this podcast i will placate them by listening and boom we just got the download we so desperately need so yeah um you'll i'll be around see ya love you guys uh bye Goodbye, good, well, shut up. This is Slashers, your new favorite podcast for all your new favorite horror media. And my name is Doug, and I'm here to present a really uh, Hitachi-ridden movie for you. You know what that <laughs> means, robots, right? Yeah, we got my co-host here, Mr. James J. Coker. Why don't you say, hey, Mr. Coke? Hey, Doug. Hey, everyone on the Slashers podcast. And I have to say, this episode is dedicated to my co-worker, Jordan. Because Jordan told us, Doug, that the last episode we did of Smoke Break of Winter Beast, we did not sell the movie to him. So you know what, Jordan? This is for you. We're going to fucking sell you Death Machine, okay? Well, I don't see how we didn't sell Winter Beast. I thought we praised that movie. <laughs> well, claymation glory. Was, I guess it was boring. So it's like, all right, we're going to have to fucking sell the fuck out of Death Machine to Jordan. Yes, guys, the movie we're going to talk about since this February, we're doing killer robot themes, is the little known 1994 killer robot movie called Death Machine. Yeah, and this is one that I've seen at video stores all the time. I remember that it, that robot hand kind of coming out. It looks like I thought it was like a Freddy Krueger movie. Yeah, it has the the poster has like the robot hand with the claws coming out of like silver water and shit. It's really cool. Yeah, so I, I remember uh, seeing the videos all the time at the video store, but I never. This is one I never rented. It's the same thing like with that movie, uh, The Death Artist. I always used to see the uh, VHS for that, but I never rented it so same thing with uh toys toys you always saw the vhs but you never rented it the robin williams one yeah the robin williams one mm -hmm. oh yeah well we own that <laughs> yeah, that's that movie's a trip but anyway <laughs> we are back in the mid 90s sci-fi action killer robot movie death machine for those of you that don't know this movie is uh this this predates the marvel cinematic universe uh, before that even started, because this brings to, well, I guess uh, Brad Dorff's in it and he did Chucky, uh, you know, before mm -hmm. this. So he's someone, but we also had Richard Brake, Doomhead and a Foxy yeah, himself. Richard, it's crazy. Uh, Richard Brake is in this and you're like, oh, fuck, it's Richard Brake. He's like the scuzzy, sleazy, like CEO of the evil corporation. Might I say, guys, this is a killer robot movie that takes place in a very robocop style dystopian future yeah especially if you like uh, robocop 2 i definitely mm. gotta say because the 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 death machine in this uh resembled uh robo cane a bit so. yeah a bit but much more clawy and toothy you know yeah it's like a killer paper shredder yeah pretty much it was it's a cool it's a really cool killer robot dude and yeah, i'm surprised 
this killer robot movie is not really talked about that much. I mean, it's it's smoke break, everybody, and smoke break usually means deep cut movies. Yeah, this one, uh, but this is funny because it's a deep cut movie if you watch it, but I'm sure a lot of people, as soon as you bring this movie up, they, they remember the, the artwork at the video store. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, I think you texted me when we were watching it, it it's very Vidmark. Now, what, what is that? What does that mean? It's very Vidmark. For our younger viewer or younger listeners here, Vidmark was a straight the video company in the late 80s early 90s they had the big purple v and everything and they would distribute movies but they would also like make movies straight to vhs leprechaun is a vidmark well i think leprechaun is live which was i think a subdivision of vidmark i think i don't i'm not 100 sure but like stuff from live and stuff from vidmark was doing like the really fun straight to video stuff like Nightwish, The Carpenter, Leprechaun, I think maybe Ticks, you know, mm-hmm. that those kind of fun straight to video 90s films you would rent at a mom and pop video store back in the day. Yeah, and sometimes they were hit or miss. Yeah, sometimes they were hit or miss. But this but I got to say that Vidmark one, I think the best thing from Vidmark was Dolly Dearest cuz that movie That is still a Vidmark holds movie. Up. Yeah, yeah. V- Vidmark again, that that's an era I like to call the rent uh, B horror movie on VHS for a Saturday night type of film. Yeah. And Death Machine, Death Machine is perfect, guys, for that, like, order dominoes and smoke a joint on a Saturday night kind of B-monster movie. And if you like Brad Dorf going on full maniac, lunatic, unhinged, yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is him. They basically yeah. just gave him 17 shots of espresso. They're like, all right, Brad Dorf, we're the camera now. Here's a, here's a, here's a cheap wig. And Brad Dorff, who's pretty much the main bad guy of this movie, he's the evil genius scientist who creates the death machine. He's like this punk, grunge, man-child, kind of rapist creep guy, too. And he's just led full, loose manic in this movie, pretty much combining his Child's Play character and his Exorcist 3 character into one, pretty much. And he kind of steals the show. Oh, yeah, he steals the show. Like, he's the best thing on the movie. And I'll be honest, I got to give this movie credit, too, because, you know, when you see, like, Brad Dorf and you see, like, one of these movies that are, like, lower budget, you know, made for Saturday night video stores, they usually tout that and they're only in the movie for, like, five minutes or so. Mm-hmm. No, he's in the, he's like the main character. He's in it throughout the whole movie. He really is. You know, it's it's a Brad Dorff vehicle, and that's really fun about the movie, too. Also, another thing about this movie, guys, is that it was a Japanese and British co-production. Yeah, which is really weird because it feels very American Hollywood. Like, that's how it's a, yeah, it's a weird it mix. This is one that really uh, I I'm very pleasantly surprised. This is a smoke break special of a movie that's actually really good and very hidden. Really it's fun. free to yeah, watch. It's, it's it's fucking crazy how not that many horror fans even talk about this one too, dude. It's the '90s had a lot of sci-fi horror films that people forget about. This Event Horizon, uh, Species, technically in the Mouth of Madness, all a bunch of sh- fun sci-fi horrors in the '90s, and this one just got swept under the rug. I didn't even know about this one until like. 2012, dude, to be honest. Yeah, and, and funny thing, too, before we watched the movie, I, I was kind of doing some research beforehand, and I looked at, on IMDb, and uh, you'll notice something funny. I thought this movie would have been more of a parody, like more of a stupid comedy, mm-hmm. but it takes itself very seriously because all the characters, did you notice this? All the characters are named John Carpenter, Yutani, yeah. Scott Ridley, uh, Scott. Richard Brake plays Scott Ridley. There's a character literally named John Carpenter. The main hacker dude <laughs> is named is Ray and me, and it's it's all like, okay, yeah, this is clearly 
made by a fan. Yeah, someone who's just Sam Raimi. That's like calling your. That's like if you're making a uh, movie about food, like Ratatouille, and you just name one fucking character uh, Red Lobster. <laughs> so, you know? Yeah, it, it has an air of laziness to it. I'll will will admit. But it's like I feel like they just like fuck. We got to get the script in, in thirty seconds. Hurry, <laughs> okay? Just Scott Ridley, Yutani. Someone's name is Sheriff Dick. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like was it the cop? Who guys, there's a scene in this movie where they think they killed the death machine and they're all the way down below from the building. Might I said the this movie takes place in like a hundred fucking story mega corporation building called the Chank Corporation or something. Shank, yeah. Shank. That reminded me of Tim and Eric, the movie. <laughs> Schlang. Yes, you know, Schlang Schlang Incorporated, you know. <laughs> Yeah, so it's funny because the script sounds like a joke, but the movie takes itself very seriously. Very seriously. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, but you have to think, you have to remember, dude, like, this was also in the wake of, like, Terminator and Terminator 2 and even the lesser-known killer robot movie Hardware. So it was kind of like has this grungy, post-apocalyptic robot future, you know? Yeah, I feel like if you watch this movie, if you, if it had smell-o-vision, it would be, uh, like, in the malls where those hippies were. Remember with the, it was like a teddy bear um, walking in, they had like the the marijuana and the patchouli oil. You remember that that teddy bear? I don't remember what it was. I remember seeing those flags. They always had Bob Marley and a, a teddy bear, <laughs> yellow teddy bears. Do you remember that? That's if you want smell of vision. I mean, that's how Brad Dorf basically looks in this movie. Okay, yeah, Brad Dorf looks like he would s- he, smell. He looks like, like he that. would smoke weed in the back of a Spencer's gifts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can yeah. see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he also but, hasn't showered in like a week too, so it's like a weird, almost gross, pungent mix. And you're like, Ugh, you know. Yeah, and he's this uh, he's this weird scientist here. But I guess we should probably explain this movie a little bit. Yeah, yeah. You want to explain the plot of this movie, or okay, do you want me so, to? Uh, okay, so the plot of Death Machine, guys, is imagine a dystopian corporation rules all very robocop type future where this corporation has made these half human half machine soldiers but sadly they go a wire and they kill a bunch of people so the corporation is under a lot of pressure from the public but the corporation this corporation is so fucking scuzzy and ultra corrupt it makes ocp from robocop look tame yeah this one is there's a lot of yelling at this one uh, there's no sense of manners with this corporation it's like holy shit and like richard brake plays the scuzziest sleaziest asshole businessman you can possibly imagine almost like a cartoon pretty much yeah just imagine like a uh he screams a lot too mm-hmm. so imagine uh the the uh drill sergeant from the uh, drill sergeant from uh full, full metal jacket full metal jacket arlie meets, Ermy, yeah yeah arlie Ermy meets that uh, businessman from gremlins too the guy with the slick oh, back Jesus. Blonde hair. yeah that's that's richard break in this movie it's it's quite something yeah it's it's great and uh basically i said like everyone screams and yells at each other especially the scene later on in the movie when richard break and Brad Dorf match up. Yeah, I actually got really excited for that because a, I'm like, oh, dude, that's this a is going to fucking moment. It's going to turn into a basically Doomhead and Chucky screaming at each other. It's going to sound like an Xbox 360 chat room. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Well, when those two were in the scenes together, I was like, this is a genre fans nice little moment. Just having these two in a scene together. I did. And that's why I brought up the Marvel universe thing. It's like, it's like two people collide. It's like fucking heaven. You know, when I, the, the, the fat slobs that sit in the theater and say like, Oh my God, the, the doctor guy appeared in, in this Iron Man movie. So, and they're yeah, like, yeah. ah, and they have like a heart attack in the seat and they got to get their third, uh, triple bypass. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
They have the fucking Mickey Mouse ear hats and they're like, Mabu, you know? Yeah, yeah. And he's going to be like the Nikocado avocado guy. Oh, my God. Um, and they like freak out because, uh, you know, Doctor Strange appeared in Iron Man. But this one was Chucky meets Doomhead. And they're imagine Chucky being the most pissed off version of himself that he could meeting like Doomhead just going off screaming. Yeah. So. And uh, it, it's weird because Richard Brake has like that country accent a little bit and he's trying to play like this, this like New Yorker almost. And it just, you could hear it. Mm-hmm. Like I hear a little bit of that Rob Zombie twang in there. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, it, back to the plot, mm-hmm. the CEO of the company is going through a lot of pressure and she ends up finding out that the other CEO of the company, Scott Ridley, Richard Brake's character has hired this genius maniac psychotic rapist down in the lower levels of the corporation to make some type of a weapon for him and then they find out that the weapon is this giant killer fucking robot paper shredder from hell thing called the death machine that he ends up controlling and he ends up sending it loose on the characters in the building when the building's under a lockdown too also there is this set of like ultra fucking 90s surfer bro hacker dudes that are like you're gonna do this and you're gonna do that and they almost you can almost imagine them wearing like a plaid fucking button up but wrapped around their race and shit they're so incredibly mid 90s yeah bro kind of I almost kind of appreciated that really that they're these hackers and then they get lost in the thing too and they get hunted down by the death machine too. Also, all the death machine scenes guys are really fun. Even when it starts to wear out its welcome, when you're like, okay, this thing just keeps chasing them, yada, yada, yada. It's still kind of fun because the thing is on full fucking display. They don't hide parts of it. It's just front and center and it has these great terrific moments. Guys, Death Machine is a really fucking fun movie. If you want something with like James Cameron, but 80s, 80s James Cameron energy, like Aliens and Terminator, but just that energy throughout, but still has that fun B-movie vibe, fucking Death Machine, guys. Come on. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good way to put it, because honestly, I was not expecting anything from this movie. I just, but the, you know what I mean? When I saw Brad Dorff and Richard Brake and stuff, it was just kind of, I'm like, yeah, they're probably only in there for like five minutes. But um, no, and then Brad Dorff, I feel like later on in the movie, they just kind of gave him, they, they said, just go fucking crazy. In fact, I was watching it upstairs, and Yahira's downstairs, and she uh, she she's like, what, what Child's Play movie is that? I said, no, it's not... I'm not watching Chucky. It's just Brad Dorf being Brad Dorf. <laughs> yeah, Brad Dorf is totally. You know what else is really front and center of this movie? The camera work. Yeah, it's it's really good. Now I watched it on the Roku channel. Yeah, I watched um, it on the Roku channel too. The camera work is very Sam Raimi. Like all these quick cuts and all these zooming shots and shit. Oh yeah, and then like the scenes where they had like the when the the death machine's going in and you see the fog machine just kind of going. Kind of going. Yeah, yeah. That's there, there's it's like a his camera work is like frantic James Cameron mixed with Sam Raimi. It's really fun. Yeah, and the reason I brought up the Roku channel because this movie was kind of formatted four by three, or I feel like it was pan and scan. So this movie would really need a a good restoration because I feel like the, sh- the the shots were supposed to be wider, but people are getting cut off. So I don't yeah, know if that was, was the same weird. for you. Like when mine was in four by three too, dude. So it had a very like I'm watching this on TV in 1994 vibe to it. Yeah. So that's definitely how it felt. Like, I feel like if they were if vinegar syndrome or someone to re- were to restore this, um, which they could, cause they put out Dolly Dearest and that's the same label. Wait, so, is, wait, 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 is death machine out on Blu-ray? 
No, it's only on DVD. I thought there was a foreign Blu-ray, like a German media book. Maybe there is, but if you don't have a region-free player, it's not really worth it, you know? Yeah, I'm definitely going to look into that, whether or not there's a Blu-ray or at least a Blu-ray on the way, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, and so I guess we got to convince your friend, though. But yeah, this movie was a lot of fun. Dude, um, this, I was surprised by this fucker, too, dude. Like, holy shit, this was a lot of fun. Now, there's one character I have to mention here. I have it. Let me pull up my pull up my notes. Oh, one more thing I want to mention, dude. The opening cre- the opening credits have Sega Saturn energy all over it. Yeah, yeah. So it reminded me of Sega Saturn graphics. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly like remember Night Trap. I remember Night Trap. Yeah, it kind of like that, and then a mix of if you've seen Body Melt, the intro. Yes. With body melt. Yes. Or, or it's like claymation titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's one thing I noticed too. So the title credit, it, it, this movie was very, this was put together with a lot of love. It wasn't just a rush job where they had to rush something to the video stores. It was someone who legitimately had a vision or was inspired by stuff. I, I want to go into the elements of here, guys. The director of this, Stephen Norrington, did a lot of special effects work. And he even did special effects work on Aliens. So he already was almost taught by James Cameron. He did special effects work on the other killer robot movie mentioned hardware so he has Mm -hmm. a lot of special effects love and plus if he worked with james cameron i could see where he got that influence from his camera work too yeah so this movie was definitely put together it's you know maybe a b movie but it's a very fun and well put together b movie Mm -hmm. uh, by someone who actually probably likes b movies you Mm -hmm. know what i mean so uh there's no fault in that you know it's crazy dude is uh this director steven norrington would then three or three or four years later go on to do blade really okay well see he this guy has potential and this movie well, comes across and it's like a very early prototype yeah you know what sucks dude he did blade and then he did a drama in 2001 and then he did league of extraordinary gentlemen where he was such a nightmare for the producers apparently i heard he like fist fought sean connery and shit what a way to go I oh, know. so he's a drama queen now well i i guess so but like after that dude in 2003 that was like the last thing he directed well that's what happens <laughs> you know so <laughs> you can't fist fight sean connery expect so, to win. <laughs> you know so it's like damn man it was like i want steven norrington to make a comeback or something yeah, well if he's hard to work with and you know i i don't i don't have any sympathy for people that uh are, are divas and stuff so whatever happens to them happens to them maybe it's a you know True. That's we've, what happens. Everything happens for a reason. We've we've dealt with divas on film sets. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, we have a history there, buddy. Yeah, Ooh. I'm not going to go into all that that's stuff, not, Let's not go there. Another fun thing I liked is that whole scene where they have to go down the elevator chute on the side of the building, and it goes down like a hundred fucking, it's doing all the super fast mode, like... You know, I was like, I was like, this is, this is fun time. This is fun. Now that's you're talking about this part where the death machine's going up the elevator and like attacking. Yes, uh huh. That yeah. that's a great scene too. When it attacks them in the elevator and it just comes out of the fucking floor, almost like a damn Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah, I mean that was very RoboCop too. Because in that scene, there's uh, Robo Kane goes down the elevator. Remember, and he mm-hmm. like sticks his claws in the wall. But I gotta say, the my the character that it starts the movie off, and I was laughing. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be one of these movies. The stiff Mister Stiff, that glitching robot. He was oh, like the, yeah, yeah, yeah. looked like the Duke Nukem character almost in a robot form. Yeah, yeah, that's another interesting element about this movie. I forgot to mention, guys. So to combat the death machine, they put one of the hackers in the robo suit, but it starts to fuck with his head and stuff, and he's going like blah. 
to be honest, I felt that whole thing, dude, kind of took me out of the movie because it almost was like, now it's getting a little hokey. Now it's getting a little anime-esque. And I was like, mm, I would have changed that a little. But honestly, that was just me, man. Well, I mean, uh, if it was a little more anime, I'd expect more hardcore tentacles coming out of the walls. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, but uh, that, that's that's for the hardcore tentacle anti uh, death machine. Hey, you know, this could make a good anime, too. Um, but uh, but no, yeah, it could. Wouldn't, what made me crack up laughing was uh, when he's jumping around the walls and he just like he was a good stunt actor because he actually slammed his head against the wall and he's super stiff. And you can see when he's moving around, it's obviously like foam rubber. Yeah, because it's like crinkling every time it's supposed to be like this heavy metal uh, suit. And he just like falls down and hits his head on the wall. So it's it, and, and I, I looked at I rewinded it because I'm like, I mean, I was a little high when I watched it. But when I watched it again, I'm like, man, he really fucking hit his head on that that plywall. Yeah, the, the everyone acting in this movie, you can tell, is just trying their best. They know they're in a B movie, but they're still going for it. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, who's who's your favorite character in this one? <sighs> Uh, the main hacker, dude. Brad Dorif? No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Uh, the main of the the good guy hackers. Oh, okay. Yeah, the he, one that looks like the the um the guy with the thong from Mad Max Two, the Road Warrior. That's what you were. Yeah, I kept thinking that was that actor. Maybe it is. No, it wasn't him. It was someone else. He ended up doing Disney movies. Uh, <laughs> ooh, but, uh, yeah, I, I like that guy. That guy was a lot of fun. Yeah, so that that was something on there. But yeah, I mean, if you're bored on a Saturday night, this is one to just pick up and play because uh you see it while you can uh, it's free everywhere Tubi, roku mm-hmm. um all that Voodoo. but like i said the one we watched was a was a four by three copy yeah 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 so you know what this is also definitely guys a movie you want to seek out and do a little bit more research on on the ways to get this one too yeah it's it used to, i used to see it at amoeba records all the time for like 199 what on dvd or vhs yeah and i never picked it up it was always it was always at amoebas they had like six copies of this movie all the time on dvd damn man huh. Yeah, yeah. Hold when up, was the last know, time you went to Amoeba? Dude, when uh back in April last year with you and my wife and Yahira. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, and I got I got the really fucked up like 1991 reshoot version of Night of the Living Dead, like the one where John Russell filmed a bunch of extra stuff and put it back into Night of the original Live and Night of the Living Dead and it's like really fucking awful. What was it him just like sitting in front of his webcam jacking off? <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. I mean, that's it. But anyway, back to Killer Robots because this month is about Killer Robots. Any uh, final words you have about Death Machine, Doug? I uh, not re- we mentioned everything. Like I said, like it's kind of hard to kind of do two mo- or do a whole podcast on just this movie because it is what it is. It was meant to the video store. Everyone kind of made it and kind of mm-hmm. went their ways. I feel like we've overanalyzed it too much. No, but I just gotta say, like the mid. If you're, did you ever notice how like early to mid nineties? had a lot of straight to video horror movies. Oh yeah, well that was a big market, you know what I mean? This is before streaming and stuff. Time. I mean Full Moon was dominating, but you also had like Vidmark movies, you had live movies, you had Death Machine in there. It was you had Carnosaur from Roger Corman, you had mm-hmm. Jack Frost. Uh like it was a good time to be like a B movie horror fan. Was definitely that mid, that early to mid nineties. I felt like it got a little less and less in the late nineties because of like the Scream dominance. As soon as Scream came out, yeah, as soon as Scream yeah. came out in ninety six, you didn't see a lot of movies like this anymore. Not, not really. But there were still some 
fun, fun horror movies in the late 90s that weren't scream knockoffs or scream sequels. I mean, you had the Night Flyer, you had Dusk Till Dawn, you had Idle Hands, you had Deep Blue Sea. That fucking thing's ridiculous. House on Haunted Hill remake. There was a Sleepy Hollow. There was there was oh the Mummy. You know, Mars Attacks, Mars Attacks, uh, Deep Rising, Event Horizon. There was fun fucking horror movies throughout. Just in the late 90s, all the eyes were on the scream and the scream knockoffs, and none of the eyes were on the fun horror movies that were coming out on the side. Yep. And this is one of those uh, casualties there because it came out like maybe a few years before. So I don't don't know. It it came out in 94. So it's definitely a mid 90s movie. Yeah. And it's pretty violent, too. So this is one that if you if you were to see it on TV, it'd probably be censored all hell. Like Richard mm-hmm. Brake's death is probably the most violent, I think. Oh, yeah. And then when they show his body, it's like, damn. Yeah. So this was on like uh, almost like Demonic Toys level. So <laughs> Demonic Toys is another fun straight to video 90s film. Yeah, I think that's the last good uh, uh, full moon movie, to be honest. I have a weakness for Dead Hate the Living, but I admit it's fucking awful. Oh, yeah. Well, there was one I always thought I watched uh, Dead Hate the Living, but it was Prison of the Dead. Now, that's awful. Yeah, yeah. It's like 1999 was like full moon's last year of making at least semi-decent horror films. But anyway, this ain't a full moon. Month, this is Killer Robot Month. Now, enough about Death Machine, Doug. Doug, I'm going to throw a curveball at Aid. Now, Aid said one robot movie per episode. Well, sorry, Aid, I'm throwing a curveball and I'm going surprised. Doug, you watched another mid-90s Killer Robot movie a couple days ago. What was that movie called? Uh, Killer Robot one? What, what was it? Uh, Evolver. Oh, yeah. Well, I watched that a, a while back. Mm-hmm. But I remember it because I, uh, in fact, uh, one of my friends, he mentioned it. He's like, he's like, there's this Killer Robot movie, and I remember it terrifying me as a kid. I'm like, well, what was it? And I couldn't figure it out. And it was bugging me. And he's like, oh, you're the B-movie, man. You should know all this stuff. I'm like, I, I would have thought Chopping Mall or something. Like, what? And uh, no, this movie beheld me for the longest time. It's uh, it's Evolver. Now this one here, let me pull up my notes here. I wasn't prepared for to talk about Evolver. <laughs> Curveball. Did, did you watch it? I didn't, dude. I saw Evolver as a kid on Sci-Fi Channel back in the '90s, and I remember only two things. I remember the killer robot would just kill random people and have like a bad one-liner after every death, like they were trying to make a new Freddy Krueger. And I remember him killing a kid by like the kid was under the car and the evolver robot like hit something and the car crushed the kid and that's all i remember okay yeah well ethan Embry's in it so he was he was rusty in was it vegas vacation so okay yeah so he's in there playing uh, kind of just himself again but yeah this movie was fun it's um since I wasn't really prepared to talk about Evolver here, when you see the cover of it, it looks more like a science fiction movie, kind of like the, the what was that movie? The uh, the Night Flyer? No, not the Night Flyer. It's a Disney movie with the kid in a wheelchair flying. Or it looks like he's in a wheelchair. Oh, dude, I wasn't prepared to talk about this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I totally Flight of the Navigator, that's what it is. Yeah, okay, Flight of the Navigator. Was he in a wheelchair? I can't remember. I could have sworn the kid looked like he was in a wheelchair on the cover. Whenever I think of kids in a wheelchair, dude, I just think of the kid falling off the cliff and macking me. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, that's what I thought, too. But I'm like, hmm, I don't remember. I don't remember. Flight of the Navigator, he's flying into space on his wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> well, the same thing with Silver Bullet. I mean, look at look at Corey Haim survived a werewolf by having a motorized, uh, you know, okay, well, okay, then, well, okay. 
way off track here. Okay, what was it about 80s movies about kids in wheelchairs always like going on adventures and shit? Was it was 80s movies trying to include disabled people, you know? Yeah, they were doing they were I mean, that's good, but I remember it was pushed it was a lot like Captain Planet and then do you remember Burger King when they had the the kids the kids toys it was like the 90s kid with the glasses oh, yeah yeah and they, they had the did. kid in the that wheelchair and then they had the Asian and the black kid and the tall kid the fat kid the 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 short kid the kid with no head yeah you know? oh and then a dog so they had everyone I mean that's that's cool they they brought it all in <laughs> so <laughs> oh. So yeah, with the, with the Evolver, I'd say check it out. It's um, you know, I'm smacking myself. I, I went to Video Paradiso in Claremont uh, the other day, and they had it there for like five bucks. I, I'm smacking myself. I should have bought it, even though it's free to stream everywhere uh, right now. It was a fun movie, and uh, yeah, like I said, one of my, one of my friends t- kept telling me about it, and I he's he's like, I seen it as a kid, and I don't remember what it's called, and I'm I'm very disappointed in you because I would have expected you would have known. Um. But yeah, it's it's fun. You know what it reminds me of? Actually, I think the biggest comparison to Evolver is the new Child's Play, the remake, where it's oh. a toy and it becomes like uh, it becomes kind of not not very not self aware, but programmed to kill. Oh, so it's like it was given as a gift to a kid. Yeah, and he shoots like balls out. So because they're playing like laser tag and stuff, so I remember he shoots balls okay. and they become like uh, yeah something like that. There, so it's a little bit like Mac and Me too. Um, but I mean, I like I said, okay. I wasn't prepared to talk about Evolver, so I wish I would have probably rewatched it before because I'm going off of years ago memory from watching it. I so it's almost like a demented ET. Yeah, like that, but it it resembles the new Child's Play the most. That that's what that's what I remember it being like. I'm like, uh, in fact, so, when the new Child's so Play like came m- out, I'm like, oh, it's like Evolver. Huh? It's like mid '90s B-rated Child's Play remake yeah all right, so just like right. that and you know they're playing laser tag with uh well like they had headsets on there so i guess it predated you know oculus but that's where okay, they were wh- okay what was it about like 90s movie like 90s kids movies dude where like the kids are playing with some high-tech toy and you're sitting there going like where the fuck is that in the stores oh yeah and i was so jealous in home alone too that macaulay calkin had that video board or whatever everybody it was wanted that everybody wanted that and everybody wanted that recorder thing that he uses with the fucking the clown in the fucking uh hotel shower and shit yeah like, that, that's I, the I, thing I there was like that. a big I wanted that too, and what I remember seeing it everywhere. What the fuck was that? You know, wonder how much they're on eBay right now. But I don't uh, know, man. But it's talk, yeah, I, I think I they're called Talk that. Boy or something. Was is that what it was called? It was called Talk Something. It was a gimmick. Um, oh, I'm sure it yeah. sounds like shit now. I bet so. it's all. You know? Yeah, it's like oh, I want to program it to voice the perverted uncle to a clown. <laughs> oh. But yeah, that's what I hated about '90s kids movies. It was all like, "Where the fuck is? Where the fuck is this? I want that!" You know. Yeah, well, that was their best way of marketing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I wanted Nickelodeon gag for the longest time. I didn't know I'd fuck it one day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding about that. I wouldn't fuck gag. <laughs> Only silly putty. <laughs> you know, silly putty. You can make silly a pocket putty, pussy. Well, Technically, with Silly Putty, you could just form it around your dick, you know. It hurts, though. You get mid-shaft gashes. I wouldn't advise. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put that around oh. there. And then, you know, remember I used to steal the ink? So yeah. I'm like, oh, God, it's stealing my seed. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jesus, fuck. <laughs> well, that's like that whole stupid thing. I mean, it's not, I guess it's not stupid, depending, because I'm... I mean, I'm... Uh, 
I, I'm I'm a very open person, but I'm very like like I'm like really do we have to make this a big deal? Like there's so much stuff going on in the world, and we have to worry about M and M's being you know what's going on. They're like uh, mixing M and M's, and they're like oh we got to make it more special and stuff like that. So they're making the green one non-binary. Which how do you, I mean? Who's uh, fucking an M and M? Nobody fucking needed that at all. It just came out of nowhere, and it's all like, who the fuck cares, honestly? Yeah, I don't sit down and watch. I, I mean, that's just me. I don't sit down and watch commercials, and they're like, you know what the problem is in the world? Not that we don't have free healthcare, not that we don't have these other issues, but that yellow fucking M and M is not is not what it's supposed to be, and there's not enough. Uh, you, you need uh, all these. Other, I'm not worried about characters and M and M's. What the fuck? Uh, it's it's fucking stupid and useless, dude. Honestly, I understand that like a lot of people want more inclusion in movies and shows and shit. And you know, I get it. But like, it's fucking well, candy, guys. It's fucking yeah, it's candy. Like, not, like that's making headlines. Like I, I saw in the news, it was like it's like oh, you know, uh, Russia. <laughs> This was the second news article. The first one was the M&Ms. And then the second one was Russia might get into war with Ukraine. wherever they're at right Invading now. Invading Ukraine, Ukraine yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. That is that is having demands to the United Nations, too, which is like, okay, so like a potential escalation of World War Three is the second fucking headline behind motherfucking M&Ms. Yeah, they're like, we might go into World War Three, But actually, more important news is the green M&M. Sis, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like it's, it's 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 honestly like I when people say we, I, we live in stupid times, I fucking get it, you know. Yeah, well, that, I mean, now they're gonna censor Snickers. Now they're not gonna have it. Um, the dick vein. Get, the dick that's, vein. Yeah, that's the best part of the Snickers is the dick vein. You know. Yeah. Well, now they gotta. They're gonna make it. I guess they'll put like a little circumcised one on there now, <laughs> <laughs> like a circumcised Snicker bar. It's just a snicker, but like a chunk of the end is out and it's just the nougat sticking out and shit. Yeah, and they're like, oh, we got to get to the snickers and they just do. Oh, God. They just pull down the tip. I picture a rabbi doing it going, oi, when he doesn't. Oh, yeah. And it's like, oh, what are you doing? It's like, oh, you're on on snicker cutting duty. What do you mean? It's not snicker cutting duty. It's a snicker bris. (laughs) Well, that'll be next year. Oh. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so how do we get into M and M's? Yeah, I, I don't know. I guess we just turned into. But anyways, guys, killer robot movies. Death Machine is one hell of a gem from the mid nineties. You all should just have fun with. Order a pizza, smoke a joint on a Saturday night. This is the movie for it. And Evolver's <laughs> a fun B movie too. Yeah, Evolver's fun too, and it's free on 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 Vudu and Roku and stuff. Mm, pizza mm-hmm. sounds good right now. Big fat oily pizza. Oh my god, I've been thinking about like Domino's for like forever, dude. I mean, granted, oh. la- la- listen, listen, dude. It's like my wife and I love Enzo's down the street from here in Riverside, mm-hmm. and like we've been spoiled with Enzo's. Enzo's is magical. Enzo's has the cheese that just stretches out, and it's. Fucking oh. heaven. Oh my god, Enzo's. Uh, oh, that's a pl- that's a plug. Enzo's in Riverside, all off of Indiana Street. Amazing pizza. Anyways, but um we've been tell spoiled. them Coker Senior, they'll give you a free greasy box to wipe your face Ooh, with. You know. But um me and my wife, we've been spoiled with Enzo's, but like at times I just miss Domino's because I remember when I was living on my own, I would order Domino's like all the fucking time and watch like B horror movies and shit. Granted, I wasn't mm. a pothead at that time, but you know, I just, I liked that. I just liked doing that. Plus I, I'm, I'm a fatty as you can tell, and I'm a stoner. So I, 
Sorry, and I just burped too. I literally just proved that. Yeah, I'm a fucking do, fatty. Do burp, do but, bleh. Uh, bleh. <laughs> there no, we but, go. Um, I used to get the Domino's app and I would do the customized pizza shit. I liked it. Okay, it was fun. All right. Mm, you know what sounds good? The, the garlic cheesy bread, like it's, it's like in a circle and then you pull it apart. Oh my god! And yeah. it has like the, the the oils on there. And oh it's warm. yeah, but then you got like the dipping sauce. Like you got the marinara on the side. And you look at the marinara and you're just like, I'm gonna fucking uh, dip your uh, shit so good. And like, it's right, like, before I eat this, I'm gonna fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh. in some countries, it's considered a delicacy. To- <laughs> oh fuck! Oh. I think after I, don't, I think after this, dude, I'm gonna make myself a quesadilla. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, uh, so you, you must you be still foobard. Yes, I'm still a little, little foobard, as you can tell. But no, you convinced me like cheese and bread, like melted cheese and bread, like oh 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 oh. oh, oh I know. Oh. Uh, the stoners are now moving on to talking about cheese. You know, mm. who would have thought? You know, but. Anyways, Doug, did you have uh, anything to plug? Um, don't we still have shirts on Redbubble? Yes, we do have shirts on Redbubble. That's uh, redbubble.com slash slashers pod. Uh, there's a bunch of shirts on there. We got stickers, mugs, balloons, uh, cell phone cases. You know, if you ever wanted a carrot wax cell phone case or, you know, the, the Mutant Goons logo. When are you going to send me that artwork for Night of the Carrot Waxer? Oh, I, I have it on my computer. I'll have to send it oh, to you. send it so, to me, man. I still want to see this artwork. Yeah, it's 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 Jake's specialty. So, uh, so support it. It goes it goes to Jake because he works hard. To, you know, you get carpal tunnel easily and, doing and all those what, drawings. Doug, speaking of Jake, I feel like Jake would love Death Machine. Oh, Jake would love it. Yeah, this would be something uh, for, you know, when Jake listens to this here. And, and, you know, speaking of Jake, Jake mentioned a late 80s or early 90s killer robot movie called Moon Trap with Bruce Campbell. I would love for an episode of me, you and Jake talking about that one. Hopefully this month. Yeah, no, no, the, Jake, this would be fun to have. And uh, it's 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 fun. I mean, if you like the, the dialogue is kind of nonsensical. If you want to just hear Bat, Brad Dorff and, and uh, Richard Brake in a screaming match, this mm-hmm. is your movie. Yeah, definitely. And you know what? I got, I've got to say, I'm really happy that we chose killer robots for the theme for the month. Because like, I feel like killer robot movies are kind of a neg- neglected subgenre of horror. Yeah, but I got to say the best robot movie, bar none, Short Circuit 2. That's the best. Oh. That's the best, Sean. How's Okay. <laughs> How is you so- got to see that movie. Have you seen it yet? I haven't even. I've you know you want to know. You've never seen good? Short Circuit. Oh, yeah, I've never seen any of them. Oh, dude, what was your childhood like? Like that was that was everywhere. You know, Johnny you know, Five was know, everywhere. No, 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 no. My childhood was seeing Adam's Family and Freaked, which you missed in the nineties, buddy. Which I missed. Yeah, I didn't see Adam's Family until a few years ago. You had, short, you had Short Circuit. I had Freaked. And Adam's family. Oh man, but I won't, bl- I won't brag. You know. But I don't think you had uh, short. I got to tell you, Short Circuit Two. When people say like, "What's the most shocking or traumatizing thing you ex- movie you watched as a kid?" It was Short Circuit Two. How so? And uh, it wasn't even a horror movie. Um, you got to see it for yourself. But uh, people who've seen Short Circuit Two know because I watched the first one so much as a kid. Like we watched it over and over. I had a VHS tape and it wore out because we watched it that much. And. Uh, when I saw Short Circuit 2 a few years later, you know, you're so used to Johnny Five. Johnny Five is like a household name. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like watching your favorite character that you've watched for years. Or ju- just imagine, like, Kramer from Seinfeld, okay? Mm-hmm. So, imagine Kramer from Seinfeld. You're watching him, all, like, season eight, and then season nine comes out, and all of a sudden, he gets his eye bashed in. He gets beaten to a shit. His arm gets ripped off, and he's left for dead, and he's he's dying while he's writing on a wall. So this is what happens is Johnny Five. Like you got you just gotta watch it. It's so it short just takes two. this hard left fucking turn. 
It does. And Short Circuit 2 is so deep. Like, even as an adult watching it, like, I still cry, like, during the end. Because it's, it's not, like, the first movie is fun. It's, it's like, oh, the robot's got to escape. And he has, uh, the lady thinks he's an alien. And it's, 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 you know, lighthearted fun. It's an adventure movie. Um, but Short Circuit 2, the writers really went in there and made it more about friendship and loneliness and why do people treat me the way i am and you kind of forget that johnny five's a robot because his friend ben is from india and he doesn't have a citizenship so he's trying to learn you know the ways of america and he just feels he's like i feel like a robot too because everyone just treats me like crap and no one so it's it's a super deep movie and uh, almost, you know, johnny five almost, gets the shit kicked out of him dude it almost sounds like a frankenstein story it, yeah in fact uh he, he, johnny five reads books like really fast so he <laughs> raids uh he goes in the books and like just destroys it and he's like he's like oh but i want to read these two books very carefully so he buys the books and he read the whole bookstore in like less than five minutes but he takes two books home with him and it's pinocchio and frankenstein they you go. So it's 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 very you got to see it, Coker. I, I can't tell you. Short Circuit yes. Two would have won awards, I think. And the thing is, what's funny is Siskel and Ebert. You know those douches. They uh, they didn't like the first movie, and then when Short Circuit Two came around, I remember the box art and stuff toted it around. It's like they say way be- even better than the original. This is one of the best movies we've seen. I'm like, so how did Short Circuit Two like not? It's, it's on Blu-ray, but it's like it's kind of underrated you got to see it like for all you guys listening short circuit 2 is the best i don't even hear anybody talking about the short circuit series i mean i no, know there's only it's two kinda, of them you know yeah there's only two of them I, there could have been a third one but i th- don't think short circuit 2 made enough at the box office i don't know but short circuit 2 is super like it's very deep you know what's a very deep movie there was a, there was a lot of early to mid 90s franchises that never really took off like american tale brave little toaster short circuit there was a bunch of those that just oh dark man nobody talks about fucking sam raimi's dark man you know there was those little mini franchises in the early to mid 90s that i missed but they never really took off you know yeah well the thing is brave little toaster i think had like two sequels but they're awful they're really um, they're bad people- they're people that didn't understand the first movie because the thing is the director, um, he I have him on Facebook I think which is weird because he sees me posting all these things, like let's stop at the morgue, you know, paranoid garden, uh, Ebola syndrome, and then he's like he's like liking the stuff. I'm like oh that's cool, you know, but uh, it's it's funny with with he he's an artist like he's he's like a real artist and he even said like when he did Brave Little Toaster he was doing it more like a college. Uh, like a deeper movie mm-hmm. and it wasn't meant to be like aimed specifically towards kids. It's meant to be for everybody, but there's so much meaning behind all that stuff. So it's very, that's another fucking deep movie. And I'll keep bringing that up to like, just watch it as an so, adult. So basically it's Doug, scary. What and it's Doug, deep. what you're saying is you have an affinity for either living metal or robot movies where they question existence. Yes. And existence and like, like, what is life like, and why do people treat me the way so they do? Like, it's kind of, shouldn't you love Robin Williams and Bicentennial Man? You know, that's one movie I haven't seen. I've never seen Bicentennial Man before. I think I yeah, just sold you it, another robot movie, dude. Yeah, I'll have to watch it. It's probably free on Tubi. I it think probably no, that, is. That's like probably owned by Disney. I uh, I don't know. No, I'm, I'm, was it, now I'm was going it off the cuff. I don't have any movie? notes. Because if it was a Touchstone movie, that would be owned by Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you want to see a robot fucking, uh, <laughs> you know, I don't have. Do you know a robot fucking movie? Wait. Is okay. Is there a movie where a robot fucks somebody? I'm pretty sure there is, but like I can't think of any actual like live action robot fucking scenes. And hentai doesn't count. Hentai does not count. And anything from Japan does not count. We're thinking purely Western media. 
fuck. I don't know, but but I mean, yeah, that's what I'm happy we're doing. I, mean, robot I, can't, I can't say Flesh Gordon because I know Flesh Gordon has scenes where robots with like drill dicks, but I don't remember them fucking anybody. So, huh? Robot yeah, I don't know. Fucking. That's a, that's a weird one. We'll probably find one though. I'm sure after this episode, yeah, here. We'll, we'll have a uh, have a little ad side. So so there is some robot fucking movies. So yeah, so no, it's funny when we talk. See, we're talking about robot horror movies, but it's so easy to get distracted because there's a there's not much robot horror movies, and we end up talking about movies like Short Circuit or uh, Batteries Not Included and stuff like that. You know, because those were flying robots. Mm-hmm. You remember that movie? Yeah. Oh, I remember Batteries Not Included. Yeah, that was a fun one. Oh, I think Spielberg. That was an Amblin film, wasn't it? That was an Amblin film. That's where they're feeding them batteries. She's like, I gotta oh, feed nice. the little people. Oh, so. nice. But anyway, guys, yeah, but there's not a whole lot of killer robot movies. But when you look, a lot of killer robot movies are like under the radar. Nobody know. Hardly anybody knows about Death Machine. Hardly anybody knows about Richard Stanley's Hardware, which I hope we do an episode on soon because I love that killer robot movie, too. Uh, nobody knew about Evolver. Nobody knows about Moontrap. Hardly anybody remembers Virus with Jamie Lee Curtis. It's it's like there are killer robot movies. You're just really under the radar. Yeah, you got to you got to really search. And, and Voodoo and Tubi are probably your best places, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So make it a double oh, feature um, this week if you have some time. Evolver and Death Machine, both available for mm-hmm. free to stream. Yep. Yep. And uh, Doug, do you have anything to plug? Yes. So B-Movie TV, we're still doing uh, the shows. I got a new show lined up for Friday. Yahira's doing her Valentine's uh, special. So she's very happy she's doing Saturday Night Terrors because it's a reason to buy like lingerie. And uh, and uh, she's like, I got to buy a new outfit for this one. So it's her way to kind of like okay, so dress she's had, up She's having week. fun with it. Yeah, okay. she is. Cause she, yeah, she works so much, so this is a good outlet for that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, she's excited for that. Uh, that's Saturdays at 10 p.m. If it's not her episode, then it'll be an episode of Jake's uh, Saturday Night Terrors show. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on Fridays at 8 p.m. on B-Movie TV on Roku for Friday Night Action. And uh, we, we're starting a new show, Gory Coleman's Fist-Fucking Cinema Jamboree. Dude, that's I'm gonna excited. Be- yeah, Sundays at 10. We're almost done with the first episode. I have it up here, but I'm, I'm juggling that. And then Jake's Jake's super busy right now, and he's like doing mm-hmm. the show too. And then we're doing uh, we're we're shooting two movies, so I'm very busy with shooting on Sundays. It's a Ken Brewer's like father like daughter film, which is going to be put out through uh, Livid Media and B Movie TV. And then I'm shooting the Shit Eaters uh, segment for the movie Trash Juice that I'm doing. So a lot of stuff going on, a lot of editing, and my fingers have gotten you know. Cellulitis. I think that's the term. What is another PBS word? Jake, I need a thesaurus. Okay, well, they actually, I'm talking to Aid because she's going to be the one editing this episode. Yeah, she's she's going to be the one dealing with our shit, so. Ahem. Not true fuckboys. Jake edited this episode. Really well, I might add. Yeah, yeah. So so I apologize, Aiden, to all you viewers out there. Yeah, and you know what sucks? No matter how much shit we give Aid, the fucked up thing is the... The kids she has to teach are on a whole other fucking level. Yeah, some bad kids. I know. Fighting in the hallways. Yeah, I told my my wife. I was like, she teaches high schoolers in Florida. And my wife went, oh, my God. Uh, Well... Aid, you're a tough fucking woman. Yeah, you're good stuff. And, you know, if you're not seeing abortions in the bathroom toilet, then you're seeing people fighting over uh, fighting over Slim Jims in the parking lot, keying each other's cars and rubbing a saran wrap on the doors. Is that what they still do in high school? 
It's Florida. Uh, so. It's Florida. Yeah. Anyway, guys, uh, I don't really have anything to plug. I'm just happy to be part of the show, man. Uh, all right. Well, there you go. That is our episode for, for this month. Jordan, I hope we sold you Death Machine. Okay. If not, just get it to him as a birthday gift and shove it down his throat so he has to watch it. So. <laughs> well, dude, he let me borrow um, Wild Beasts, the Italian movie from Severin. Oh, Wild Beasts. This sounds like a cool guy. He has a fucking Severin movie. Dude, me and him talk Severin and Vinegar Syndrome Blu-rays all the time. He, he, oh, dude, get this. Severin kind of fucked him over because he ordered Night of the Demon because he never saw Night of the Demon and I told him about it and he's like, dude, that sounds amazing. He ordered it from Severin. They sent him House at the Edge of the Park. Mm. They sent yeah, him like, a completely a good movie. wrong movie and then they literally uh, got back to him three weeks later saying, can you return it back to us? <laughs> I say, fuck you. I already wiped my ass with it. You know, so, you know, so because of that, dude, I let him borrow my Severin Blu-ray of Night of the Demon and I gave him a week with it and he returned up the week of. What did he say? Did you like it? Because that's a he good movie. He loved it. He loved it. And you know what? Because of that, I said, Jordan, you have earned the right to attend Summerween. Ah, there you go. Well, that'll be fun. Summerween is our uh, our annual or anally uh, <laughs> <laughs> yearly movie binge where we watch movies, see how much, I think, how many movies do we watch? Well, the, the thing is, it's like we started it in 2018. It was every summer we have a horror movie marathon where we show four to six movies and they all have to be movies neither of us have seen so they come in fresh and then as the years went by we was just me and you again in 2019 and then it was me you and you hire in 2020 and then last year it was me you rob and sterling and we all had our own movie pick and dude you fucking killed it with yours so it's becoming this annual horror movie summertime marathon where each one shows a movie that no one in the party has seen and they have to be fun and they have to be kind of old school horror too. It's just, it's a fun time. But lately with more people coming, we've been only able to do four movies a summer ween and that's okay because by like the fourth movie, everybody's super tired. Yeah. We're getting old. You can see our old age going in. It's like, Oh, yeah. it's past midnight. I got yeah. bed. We, we went from six movies to, um, to uh, four movies. So, and then the last time we did six movies was with, higher in 2020 yeah that was a hard that was a hard one <laughs> that's a story for uh, another day yeah that i mean i, I what did we have we had a, we ate a bunch of fucking reese's and, and pizza i remember that yeah we did yeah we did we watched a six fucking movies by the time the last movie was ended mosquito it was already dawn and mosquito's a good movie and i feel like since it was the last movie we didn't pay much Dude, attention i'm to sorry it. for playing evil clutch i'm sorry it was boring rule of thumb for our summer ween tradition is never show a boring movie you got to keep it fun and everyone's gonna hate you and then they're gonna slit your throat like the sinaloa cartel or whatever <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah, you don't you don't want to be the one showing a boring movie at Summerween. But anyways, guys, that is this episode of the Slashers podcast. I hope you all are enjoying our killer robot themed month for February. Doug, do you want to send us away? All right. Well, you heard that. Mr. Coke and I say goodbye and good die.